0: On the Michael Medved Show, is isolationism a uh, real and vibrant danger to the Republican Party and its future and to the United States in general? Uh, That is the profound question that is raised in the most recent column by the great George Will. Uh, George Will. Pulitzer Prize winner, twice-weekly column on politics and domestic and foreign affairs that is necessary reading. His latest book, American Happiness and Its Discontents, uh, it's posted on our website, michaelmedved.com. Uh, George Will, uh, you, you headline your column in The Washington Post most recently and around the country and around the world, Surging GOP Isolationism is a dreadful development in a dangerous time and the main concern at the moment appears to be the desire to cut off aid uh, to Ukraine and the impact that would have on Ukraine's struggle for survival. But that's not all that you're writing about or concerned about when it comes to isolationism, is it?
1: No, it's not. Look, isolationism is a human tendency. Uh, People would rather be left alone and not have to worry about people far away. uh, Isolationism is a Republican tendency, in part because the Midwest and great swaths of this country that became more or less Republican were settled by Scandinavians and Germans who came here to get away from there. They came here to get broad oceans between us and the other world's conflicts which means that to combat isolationism requires leadership. It requires telling people things they'd rather not hear and don't want to believe, but happen to be true. And that's why what is so dangerous is to listen to people pandering to the, as I say, the reflexive, natural isolationism of people, rather than telling them that we have a stake beyond our shores. It's been a long time before intercontinental missiles, before bombers, before aircraft carriers, when we could say we had broad oceans that were moats protecting us from dangers. No longer.
0: Well, you you say that right now is the most dangerous U.S. moment since World War II, more menacing than the October 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, why is today even more danger than that moment when people were worried about a nuclear exchange that could blow up the whole world.
1: They were rightly worried about it, and it was a terrible danger. But the danger then was one near-peer adversary, Russia, with a nuclear arsenal, but a markedly inferior nuclear arsenal to ours, and an erratic but one not paranoid leader, not demonstrably constantly reckless leader in Nikita Khrushchev, today we have iran we have the opaque neurotic regime of north korea we have russia where god knows what resentments uh and and status anxieties mr putin is working out and of course we have china who is watching all this having conducted the largest most rapid military expansion in the history of the world And all such military expansions in prior history have ended in war. So uh, people
0: on the isolationist side of things would say there's really nothing we can do about these things. The best thing is to allow these... uh, Um, Malevolent powers around the world, North Korea and China and Iran and Russia, allow them all to gang up on one another and to fight one another. And, And meanwhile, we will keep our noses clean and stay out of it. What's wrong with that logic?
1: What was, is wrong with that logic today is what was wrong with it in the late 1930s when Robert Taft and other leaders of American isolationist impulse said, we, we really can't material affect what goes on in Europe. Oh, yes, we can, and oh, yes, we eventually had to, and oh, yes, we did. If we say China can take Taiwan... Japan will be watching, the Philippines will be watching, Indonesia will be watching, South Korea will be watching, Vietnam and India will be watching, and all the security arrangements, the collective security arrangements, including AUKUS, the Australian, United Kingdom, and, and U.S. arrangement to to expand the submarine capacity of Australia. All of that will unravel, because they will say the United States is, is no longer... A strategic partner in our collective security. And if you think we can allow the most vital trading waters in the South China Sea and elsewhere to be controlled by China, then you don't understand that something like 70% of by value and by weight of global trade goes through those waters. And I don't really think it's in our interest to cede control of those waters to a, a professedly contemptuous regime that despises the United States.
0: Uh, You have a a profoundly important uh, quote that you cite from Robert Taft, the isolationist Republican uh, leader. He was known at one point as Mr. Republican or Mr. Conservative. And Taft said in early 1940, uh, after the war had already begun, that uh, it would be a great mistake for us to participate in the European war believe we could material affect materially affect the outcome well we affected the outcome most by sending uh, literally hundreds of thousands of troops to Europe is there a way we can affect the outcome of the looming conflicts today short of the involvement of American uh, boots on the ground personnel
1: Indeed, there is. The way to avoid sending American boys and women uh, into conflicts is to make sure that those who are willing, as the Ukrainians so spectacularly are, to sacrifice their own blood for their own liberty, is to give them the means for doing so. As Churchill said to uh, Franklin Roosevelt when they were trying to get Lend-Lease, give us the tools, we will finish the job. We gave them the tools and we stayed out of the war as long as we possibly could. We were blown into the war by Pearl Harbor, and a few days, about four days later, Hitler rather absentmindedly declared war on us. If he had not done that, it would have been very difficult to get the American public to go along with anything other than an Asia first policy of vengeance against Japan. So Hitler's great blunder solved the the great political problem that Franklin Roosevelt had. During the late 1930s, probably 80% of the American people were more or less isolationist. And they had to be talked out of it. And they had to be maneuvered out of it by the, the guilefulness at times and the, the, let's concede, lack of candor on the part of Franklin Roosevelt. But that was leadership at a moment of when democracy was experiencing its maximum danger.
0: Do you think that uh, President Biden is capable? of exercising that kind of leadership
1: well it's very hard to be capable to exercise the kind of leadership that roosevelt had he was a a political genius and biden is not i must say this uh, i'm hardly a fan of the biden presidency but i think that on the biggest issue today which is ukraine uh biden and secretary of state Blinken, uh their policy has been basically as much as they need for as long as they need it and I think that's exactly the policy we ought to have.
0: Do you also believe that they have been handling the situation of uh, Israel versus Hamas effectively?
1: Uh, I think his his instincts are right. We have to. He has to understand he's walking a tightrope. He has an anti-Israel faction in his poli- in his own party, and he has to say to the, the Israelis, "Do what you can." ...to mitigate the severity and the civilian cost of doing what you must do, you, which is you can no longer live next to Gaza when it is run by predatory sadists.
0: Is sadist, satanic sati- sadists and terrorists. Uh, George Will, his most recent column, truly a must-read. And if you have friends who are leaning isolationists... Make sure they read it. Uh, it's posted on our website, michaelmedved.com. We will be right back. The Michael Medved Show.